You're listening to the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop. Welcome to another edition of the Cannabis Reporter Pro Series podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Snowden Bishop and delighted to welcome back to our Pro Series, Sun State Technology Group. For more than 15 years, SunState has delivered state-of-the-art IT support and network consulting to small, medium, and enterprise-level businesses, as well as municipal agencies like police and fire departments, emergency medical services, and other government offices throughout the Southwest. SunState Technology Group also provides a range of technology solutions for the cannabis industry. In recent years, IT has become an essential component of corporate infrastructure, not just to streamline operations and communications or manage inventory, but also to safeguard critical data and facilitate vital security protocols. Today, that role of information tech could not be more crucial, as evidenced by the upsurge of ransomware attacks, data theft, and other high-profile cybersecurity crimes. The cannabis industry is not impervious to cyber threats and in fact may be as or more vulnerable due to the high volume cash flow at the retail level and the need to safeguard information flow due to regulatory requirements imposed on all aspects of the industry from seed to sale. Joining me for the interview today is Stuart Hensley. He's SunState Technology Group's Director of Operations. With more than 25 years of experience in the field of information tech, Stewart has a wealth of knowledge about ways in which cannabis industry stakeholders can and should protect against and mitigate threats through advanced security and technology solutions. As a city council member in Snowflake, Arizona in 2018, Stewart was instrumental in ushering approval of Copper State Farms Cannabis Cultivation Facility, which at the time faced some public trepidation, despite the dire need for jobs in the region. Fortuitously, Stewart was well positioned to convince colleagues that the facility would be a safe bet for the community. In his role at Sunstake Technology Group, he took the lead in setting up Copper State's massive security system and IT network, which now spans numerous cultivation and retail facilities throughout the state of Arizona. The successful integration of scalable network and security systems at what became Arizona's largest cultivation operation has demonstrated ways in which Sun State Technology Group systems can benefit cannabis enterprises of all sizes. Stuart, I'm so glad you're here and thank you so much for joining me. You bet. So I'm really excited to talk to you today about cybersecurity and how it applies to the cannabis industry. But before we get started on that, why don't you explain to me a little bit about what you do, how you got started with Sun State Technology Group, and just your experience in general? So the, the Sun State story is kind of interesting. It's actually a business that my son and I actually started about 15 years ago, and we doubled in size every year for nine years straight. Um, we were approached by another company to buy us out, and I, you know, at the time we were like, nah. <laughs> because you work so hard to try and get something you know, accomplished and we're very proud of what we've done and and uh, the company was persistent and so we stayed with it we were doing work with them and um, about 12 months later they you know made an offer and we decided to do it um, when the company was bought out we were bought out by Smith Bagley Incorporated um, SBI is our parent company and uh, they're a cellular company which is awesome because it lends to what we do. And uh, it definitely was a bigger entity. It gave us a lot of exposure and 
there's things when you're a small company that you have hopes and dreams for. A good example of that is someday we'll have 401k for our guys. Someday we'll have health insurance and things like that. And all of that we accomplished um, when the company was bought. And at the time, my, my son decided he, would, he wanted to do something different than IT. And uh, so he actually started another company and, um, and I stayed on. And I, I was a director over the technology group. Um, over the years, I've, been, I've worn a lot of hats. I've been in IT um, for over 25 years. Um, I've been a CTO, director of technical operations, uh, security IT inspector, um, education IT director, senior system admin, and so on. We've been bought now for three years. Um, it was a great opportunity. Not only did it give us that the back end that we needed so, so much, but it also gave us an opportunity to restructure and put a lot of emphasis into the business and structure our procedures and policies to allow us to continue to, to move forward and you know entertain better technical and all of those kind of things. So we've been extremely blessed and we're very thankful for our current company, SBI, and it's allowed us to have the flexibility and growth to move forward. And so the, this last, about a year and a half ago, I was asked to take over the business. And so um, my new position is director of operations. And in doing so, one of the things that I did was I went back through every single audit. We audited all of our processes, all of our procedures, um, all of our vendors to make sure that we were absolutely getting the best pricing and things like that. And um, it, it's been awesome. Um, we've been able to make a lot of impactful changes. And so it's been really cool. It really sounds like it. So as I, I've been really curious to ask you about some of the challenges that the cannabis industry faces with IT and security issues and all of that has ordinarily been related to the sort of physical aspects of operating in a space that has a lot of legal restrictions and, you know, making sure that everything is tracked properly for for the federal laws and for the state laws in order to be in compliance and stuff like that. But today we have some sort of new challenges having to do with the cybersecurity. I mean, obviously, in recent news, we've heard about these companies being hacked, held for ransom. I would suspect that because it's sort of a high volume cash type of business model for being in the cannabis industry, whether you're behind the scenes in grow houses or, you know, laboratories or, or manufacturing, or if you're at the retail level, and the high profile nature of it would make them, I would think, vulnerable to cybersecurity attacks. What do you think that the industry should look for in terms of protecting itself from either the behind the scenes or the public facing parts of the cannabis business from your perspective? Sure. So the cannabis industry is, is truly in its infancy when compared to other industries, you know, in its gold rush approach. Uh, to get up and running, they have felt some serious growing pains. Um, the cannabis industry relies on heavy labor force. And with extreme conditions in greenhouses and long hours, the consequences are up with employee turnover and huge costs and certification, retraining, HR, and management. You know, one of the things that I see a lot of the companies doing now, the best companies are looking to, if not already, implementing automation and robotics. This requires an investment in IT management oversight, but 
we'll produce better product and huge and higher profit margins down the road. You spoke about, you know, the different regulations. It's kind of interesting from the retail side, it falls into HIPAA compliance, you know, and at the growery side, they, they have physical security restrictions as well. And yet now that the states pass legal use, most of these states, with the increased regulations, the state inspection used to be scheduled. They used to tell you, we're gonna come and do an inspection two months from now on this day at a certain time. And now it can be done with no notice and done at any time, day or night. Um, this poses the question, are we ready? Um, do all the staff know how to do an inspection? What are the auditors looking for? And what is it that we need to pass, right? So there's a lot involved in it. Today, everything is tied to information technology. And in most cases, the management of it has followed upon old department heads with no IT management oversight. Um, some examples of that is like the maintenance department. The maintenance team is, is the jack of all trades and relied upon heavily uh, to keep the internal workings of a business up and running. Their exposure to technology in the past was limited, but in today's world, they're required to manage environmental controls that affect millions of dollars worth of growing product. Um, these environmental controls in the past were all manual, but today are remotely monitored, managed and controlled by PLC controls and software applications running on databases on servers. Um, so that's a huge leap for a lot of these, these companies that in the past, they didn't have anything like that. And so along with that new technology also comes a vulnerability, you know, so training is key. And it's super important that, you know, they have companies like Sunstate, we come in and we help them from a support standpoint, um, we monitor, manage their technology, um, and then also the backups and things like that. And I can talk more about it, but, but another good example of just that change that I've seen in the cannabis industry is the security department. In the past, the security guard was required to make rounds, monitor cameras, and they also have to work terrible shifts. But today they're actually part of that critical security inspection. They not only need to understand how the technology works, but they must be able to test and show its effectiveness within a moment's notice when asked. So today's security systems, they're state of the art. Infrared cameras, night vision, analytics, um, intrusion detection, just to name a few. So there's a lot that goes on now inside of a network and it's no longer simplistic. So all of these companies have, you know, the, these new technologies that are being affected by, you know, and like I spoke, the environmental controls and things like that, that completely used to be manual and now they're a technical aspect. So they have to be managed, protected, backed up and secured. So it's a lot more complex than people think from the outside, it sounds like. And it's interesting that you should mention like the security part of it is not just um, protect the systems and the software and the money, <laughs> but also you mentioned climate when it comes to like monitoring and protecting the indoor grows, particularly because they have to be so closely monitored. So does that integrate into the entire security system then as well? Almost like smart home connected to your TV, connected to your personal network and everything at home on a micro level, but on an overarching level, it would seem that that is such a technicality that people might not think about in advance. And what's the advantage of having all of those things connected under one network? 
No, and that's that's a great example of the secure home, and and that's literally what's happened. So at the maintenance department, I, I mean, they're they're typically responsible for fixing things like the water and the water lines and getting the water to, from point A to point B. And today's maintenance department with automation and PLCs, now they're responsible for not only tracking it, but they can measure how much water is being done. Um, and, you know, the, the controls too, and the, the water timings and things like that. Um, the temperature in the room is super critical. They can lose millions of dollars worth of crop overnight. So. Um, it's very important. And all that data is coming back into a computer system. Um, years ago, it used to be a measurement on the wall and they would adjust it to the appropriate temperature and hope that it stayed and things like that. And today it can actually go into a computer system. That monitoring can alert. Um, it can actually call people, let them know that something's changed in the system, um, bring people in, into the office and things like that to take a look. Um, so it's very critical now. And then the historical data is super important. So when they start talking about growing and they get a great batch, they want to be able to go back and look at that analytical data and say, these are the things that we did right and be able to, to trust the data that's being pr produced by that, those systems. So, um, it'll actually allow them to grow better in the future. That's a really good point. Because, I mean, it would be invaluable to be able to go back and know, I mean, if you're not monitoring it on a system that actually backs all of that up, it would be nearly impossible to go and see what changes you had made in the past, what worked, what didn't. Very, very good point. And also in terms of the business side of things as well, you know, what were some of the systems that you put in place in terms of the inventory tracking or the sales or the physical tracking of seed to sale of the actual product from plant to uh, finished product? All of that can sort of be tracked in the inventory systems as well, right? Correct. And you bring up a great point. So when we, we were kind of first in as a business helping, you know, the cannabis industry and several companies, and it's been an interesting journey to watch them go through just the application portion that you're talking about, um, the inventory, and then the, the point of sale part of it on the back end. Um, one of the things, it, it's, it's crazy because there was no software written for cannabis. And so a lot of companies took a stab at it. And basically what happened was the, the end users, the cannabis growers and sellers, <clears throat> they were stuck with an impure product that was just really hard to manage. It was super expensive. They usually had to have a programmer on staff to try and manage it. And then every time they needed to change something, it literally cost them more and more money. And that was just three years ago. And today they literally have a hundred options and all of it's cloud-based. There's some really good companies out there that, that create a product that from grow to sell and stays within their system and they're able to track it, their procurement process, their sell process, and it's all stays within the same data. So um, we've come a long, long ways and it's been awesome. So, I, you know, it's just one of those things that I, that's what I was talking about, the emphasis of this, of cannabis growers as a whole, you know, we've kind of been able to see that huge trend in software alone. Yeah, and you made a really good point about that as well. I mean, the fact that if, if everybody has their own tracking system and they've taken a stab at their own software that manages all of these different aspects of the business, they have one software for 
uh, one vertical of the business and then another software for the other vertical of the business. And if they're doing them separately, then they're not integrated. And I would think that would just be a management nightmare. No, it definitely was. And, uh, you know, and we watched them go through those pains and, you know, we tried to support them in every way possible. Um, That's why it's so nice to see those options out there. And then the compliancy part of it on top of that is is been awesome because a lot of those companies, they especially the point of sale, they know they have to be HIPAA compliant. So tying that together, the PCI and the HIPAA compliances that are required by the point of sale systems, you're carrying user data, you're carrying credit card information. Um, those companies have to be vetted out, and so to be able to pick up a product that's already been vetted, you know it's secured. Um, it, it's definitely made it a lot easier for cannabis growers. And not just HIPAA compliant, but also regulatory, you know, a lot of these laws have been reformed, cannabis in medical states, you know, states that have legalized for medical only, they still have a criminal statute pertaining to cannabis, which affects the business and the end users as well. So I would think that having all of these systems HIPAA compliant and regulatory compliant, that would make sense. Absolutely. And, um, I, you know, when they're asked to pull those audits now, I, I know it's, it, it's a whole different game and they're, they're able to pull those auditing reports. I know that from the growery side, um, they have to account every single plant has a number and they have to basically account from the, the time that plant was put on site until it's, it's destruction. They have to account for it. And so to be able to pull that inventory report at a moment's notice is super critical. And, that data has got to be on point. So um, application software and being able to, and user management of that software, um, they both have to coincide together and for business coefficiency. So um, that's where that comes in. And, and today they have a lot of options. And like I said, it's, it's pretty amazing to see where we've been because just three years ago, they were basically hand creating what they wanted and it didn't check all the boxes. And today they're able to have quite a few options out there in the market. Totally makes sense. Let's switch gears for a moment. Cybersecurity, data security, keeping all the systems secure so that nobody can come in and sabotage or grow or hold you for ransom. What are some of the things that you think cannabis operators on any side of the business should be concerned about right now in light of all of the cyber crimes that have been occurring on a regular basis these days? Sure. So coming out of COVID, um, companies are having to reevaluate every department, every process to be resilient in today's market. And the one thing not to be ignored in this information te- is the, their information technology. Uh, management teams should be reevaluating. Um, first one, do we have a technology use policy? Uh, when was the last time it was updated? This is one of the things that has been long overlooked in business as a whole, but especially in it in the cannabis industry, as they're just getting into industry and personnel and HR and growing businesses so fast, one of the things that's quickly overlooked is a simple technology use policy. Years ago, we used to just call it a computer use policy. And today with BYOD, bring your own devices, right? Everybody brings their phone to work and their tablets and things like that. Um, They need to have a technology use policy in place. That's the first step. Super simple, doesn't cost anything. Employees sign it when they get hired and they review it at least annually. So that's step one. Um, The other question that I always ask is, do you have an IT budget? Um, If they don't have one, start one. 
they have one, it needs to be reevaluated. It's priority. And then also look to see if it can be increased and what are the areas that we're concerned about during this time. So we're always evolving, always changing. It's not just about production, but it's about protection. So the data security side, uh, cybersecurity isn't just a talking point anymore. Companies typically don't take it into consideration the liability that they have in their business on their business network, employee data, client data, company data. Um, the question is not, will we get hacked or ha have an incident and lose data? The question should be, when do we have a data issue? What is our process afterwards? And this is super important. This is one of the things that we try and do with our clients is sit down and evaluate that process to make sure that everybody knows what their steps are. Some of those steps are how long before we are back up online. Every minute of downtime is lost revenue. So that's super critical. Um, what is the procedure for investigating the issue? Who do we need to report it to? Internal management, state regulators? What is our responsibility there? Those are questions that should be asked. Um, does the data loss trigger an insurance claim? One of the things that we've seen a rise in in the last year and a half is insurance companies have been quick to add new cybersecurity policies to get companies to pay more, but I have yet to hear of a claim that has been filed upon it. But that audit is real. And so they send them an audit, they ask them to fill out the information and check all the boxes off. And so that liability piece for companies now, that's the first place to start is those three things. That's something that I hadn't even thought of, the insurance aspect of it. And you know, whether or not people are, are actually adding riders to their insurance policies for cyber protection. I wonder how many of these companies that have been hacked and held for ransom actually have the insurance to cover it without thinking about it. And in this day and age, it would seem really a crucial part of it. But does having the system in place to protect the data like that actually reduce their insurance costs? Yeah, and that's that's one of the big reasons, and I think that's their selling point, to be honest, when they're approaching them with it. But it also comes with an audit. So it's no different than getting life insurance and then having a health checkup before they apply the policy. And so it follows those same principles. So they will lower your insurance <clears throat> if, you could, if you can fill it out and you check all the boxes. So those are the things that us as Sunstate, we try to do. Um, in our IT offerings, we've evolved as a, as a result of the current breaches and some of those things that are happening in the industry. Um, here at Sun State Technology Group, we have put together a three-step security bundle that is not only affordable, but answers all three of the following questions. So um, the most important of this is it also answers and checks almost every box on the insurance audit that, that comes with these new policies. So. Um, network security, this includes user and application security. Companies should be asking these questions. Are users restricted from accessing illegal or any moral websites? Uh, what controls do we have in place? Um, are, other, are users accepting spam and phishing attacks on company email? What controls do we have in place? And the third one is what information technology training do we provide to our, our staff? And all three of those now we include in our security bundle that we sell to our clients. And it's, it's super affordable. Um, it's one of the goals that we had coming into this new year. We went back to our vendors and challenged them each individually to try and come up with the products that um, we knew were the right thing to do and would secure their networks and also provide training to their staff. 
And that's one of the biggest shortcomings that we've seen in the last couple of years is almost everybody has technology, but not everybody's qualified or trained. And so that's a big goal of ours is trying to provide that end user training. Yeah, I would think that would be incredibly valuable. So if if someone has created their own software platforms for various verticals, do you have boilerplate programs, code that could kind of take all of what they have and set it into one system that could be affordable without having to completely reinvent the wheel for each client? Or is everything so customized that they have to think about how long will it take to actually get a system that is fully integrated or how long will it take to integrate the separate systems that they have if that's possible yeah so i you know the one i kind of use for a case study is the company was using microsoft dynamics to customize and build each vertical within their business Um, they were spending insane amount of money on just the programming aspect of it. Um, When they started seeing the new platforms come out that were completely customizable, had everything that they wanted, um, because they customized so much on a personal level within Microsoft Dynamics, they weren't even able to transfer their data. It was a manual process. It was super painful. So typically what I do with a company, and it doesn't matter whether it's dental, medical, Uh, cannabis or otherwise, there is specific software that's written within their industry. And typically what it comes down to is the size of the company and the potential growth within that company. That's the software that you're looking for. You definitely don't want to start out with a Cadillac if you don't need it. So every every software vendor has bells and whistles and their add-ons and growth. So um, it's definitely important to find one that fits your company and that you're able to grow within and not overgrow it. But at the same time, there's no sense in paying for something that you'll never use. So that's kind of our goal coming into it. And those are the questions that we like to ask and and help them work through with the vendors to make sure that we're picking something that's gonna work for them, be affordable and allow them to grow in the future. (laughs) I like the uh, metaphor of the Cadillac, but at the same time, you also don't want to uh, sell them a, a 1960s Volkswagen when they will be growing to the point where they will need, you know, a super bus in six months. You bet. So things can be added on to then. <laughs> yeah. And, and most of these companies today are like that. And the other cool feature that you see on almost all application data uh, surrounding the cannabis industry is a lot of its cloud base, which makes them mobile. So if they have not only a growery and then they have two or three retail sites, it allows them to use those platforms off-prem, um, maybe in a tablet, walking around with the customer from the point of sales side. And then in the office, they're able to use you know that same data coming back into the system live for the reporting and the financial side of the business. I would think that it would just be so smart to consider all of these things. What is the first thing that you say to someone who approaches you about a system like the the elevator speech in a way, but the most important thing that they need to know about why they should continue this meeting with you? I I think for me, I I would try and do a little bit of investigating with them first and just a discovery. So first and foremost, what are they currently using? And then I would try and listen and write down all of the problems within their current system. They're obviously not happy and it has shortcomings. So we need to vet out what those are first 
so that we can take those to other vendors and say, these are the issues that we're having. You know, what are some of the solutions that you can help us, you know, provide us? And then I think it's super important to try and demo anything that you're going to do. And you need to have each department that's going to be involved in it and use it as an end user. It's important to include them and then vet that thing out, test it, you know, run it for 60 days, run it for 90 days. Make sure it's absolutely going to do everything that you want. And I've I've seen it in the past where companies jump in and they pay a lot of money for a software application thinking that's it. And then eight months from now, they end up throwing it in the trash and starting over. And it's just, you know, take time to vet it out. That's probably the most important thing. So, you know, write down all of your concerns and, you know, listen to your end users, write down all their concerns, write down their challenges that they're having so that you can actually approach the vendors with those challenges and then try and get the right solution. That's a really good point. And yeah, it's almost as if um, you have a return policy in a way that if, if a certain aspect of it doesn't work, it's easy enough to just go and switch it out so they're not stuck with something that they realize a few months down the road isn't working the way that they would like it to. Well, and in this case, you're definitely the customer. So they're, they want to make it right. They want to fix it. So I, I would challenge them, I, you know, push them. I make sure it does everything in the way that you your expectation is for it to work. So, you know, and then vet it out with your end users because it's interesting because a lot of management makes decisions, but they don't have to use it every day. And so it's important to include end users from every department and, and make sure that, you know, that expectation is there. They can use it. The training is provided. Support is, is in, you know, provided not just when you buy the product, but further down the road. If I add new employees a year from now, how do I get them trained? Those are the kind of questions to be asking. I would think that would alleviate a lot of the trepidation people might have as well about uh, investing in something that they don't really see what the use is because they're not in that department that would use it. So, yeah, really good point. Wow. Well, this is really good information. And I think it's valuable to anybody who's working in the industry, especially these days. So. Is there anything else that you think that business owners need to know about SunState to sort of wrap it up? <laughs> okay. I just say from SunState, um, you know, we have been with the cannabis industry from the start. It's been an awesome ride. Um, it's really cool to see the growth and, and to see the changes. We have seen a vast number of those changes in a short, very short period of time, not only operationally, but also regulatory. So it's important. Operationally, there are hundreds of applications today to choose from for accounting and management for the cannabis business, when only three years ago there was was none and the companies were custom building them. So definitely, you know, check out those opportunities and we can help that if you, you know, if you want us to consult or you have questions, we're we're happy to step in and do that. Um, From a regulatory side, Uh, We can help you meet that ever-changing rules and regulations uh, for security inspections and auditing. Um, That's definitely one of the things that SunState, um, we kind of shine in. So um, SunState definitely wants to be the strategic partner, and we approach it in that manner. We we have 13 years in IT managed services and over 300 years of technical knowledge in our team. We are here for guidance and planning as well as implementation management and monitoring once it's installed. So um, those are the things that we do and we do very well. So 
we're happy to help. Yeah, and I, I know that also for people who who want who start out with sort of a small operation, they have an external team, like they would hire Sun State to you know manage all of these systems and all of that. But you also set it up and make it seamless for people who want to acquire their own internal team as well and you can still consult with them. I mean, you can still be a part of that business if they need to do that and you can train their internal teams to do that. Am I right about that? Yes, absolutely. So, and we manage, currently we manage close to 160 companies um, and they range from networks with a thousand computers down to two computers and everything in between. So um, we, we definitely play a lot of different roles in that. We, we have management companies that we manage and they'll have internal IT departments. And there's times that we're consulted just to do a specific project or we manage just the network and the server in infrastructure and they handle the end users and the software. Um, there's other sides that we handle their help, help desk and they manage the servers and their network. There's a lot of options there and we're definitely flexible. So our goal is always to come into a situation and listen to the customer. Um, listen to what their pain points are, what their struggles are, and then also try and figure out how IT can help. Um, information technology is just that. And so our goal is to try and facilitate those requests, close those pain points, and be able to help them through technology achieve the goals that they have. This is all great information. And how can people get in touch with you? You're welcome to go to our website. It's uh, sunstatetech.com or you can give us a call, 888-368-2024, and, and uh, we'll put you in touch with a consultant, and we'll go from there. So we can definitely take a listen and, and uh, help you to, to determine whatever is going on there, and, and you know whether it's growth or change or whatever it might be, we can do that. Great. And I'll put all of that information up on the website as well, and social media accounts as well, so that people can, you know, follow you and track Sun State technology. So, Stuart, I thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Snow, and I appreciate it. Well, this was great. Thank you. You bet. Anytime. Well, that's a wrap. I'm so glad you could join us for this episode of the Cannabis Reporter Pro Series featuring Sun State Technology Group. Once again, I'd like to personally thank my guest, Stuart Hensley, for sharing his insights and knowledge with us today. I'd also like to express our gratitude to the team at Sun State for partnering with us as a sponsor of our educational platform. If you want to learn more about ways in which Sun State can support your cannabis enterprise with state-of-the-art security and IT solutions, please visit us online at thecannabisreporter.com, click podcast to find today's episode, and that's where you'll find more information about the company and a link to their website. From all of us here at The Cannabis Reporter, thanks to all of you for listening. I'm your host, Snowden Bishop, inviting you to join us each week for The Cannabis Reporter radio show. Until we meet again, be safe, stay informed, share what you've learned, and make it a great day.
What does it mean to be safe and secure? In business, it means having the peace of mind that your technical infrastructure is beyond the reach of cyber criminals intent on doing you harm. At Sun State Tech, we deliver safe and secure to our customers every day. In today's tech-driven world, trouble is just a click away. Trust the IT experts at SunState to keep your business running smoothly. To learn more or take a free assessment on just how vulnerable your business may be, visit sunstatetech.com today.